stabbed it all over. You ever want to keep a secret, don't tell Don and JD because they'll tell it. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. What happened was John and I were going to go skiing. We ended up skiing on Thursday and uh, took, the, took the day off and went skiing. And uh, Don and JD worked for Snowshoe. Well, I called them and I told them, I said, hey, I said, we're coming up there to ski. I didn't say we're coming to snowshoe to ski. I said, we're coming up there to ski. So they said, well, that's great. We'll, we'll come and we'll take a lesson and we'll go too. And so um, John and I pull in at Winter Place because I thought they worked at Winter Place. So, Chris, so John Christopher and I pull in at Winter Place, and I call them on the phone, and I say, hey, I said, we're here. And they said, where are you? And I said, we're right in front of the building that says Winter Place on it. And Don got real quiet, which, which if you know Don, that's very rare that she would get quiet. So you would know. You would know. And she said, she said, we're at Snowshoe. Well, I knew they worked for a ski lodge. I just did. I forgot which one. And so, John Christopher and I ended up skiing at Winter Place, and, uh, but I told John, I said, the exciting thing about it, I said, now we get to go to Snowshoe, and we can see Don and JD next time. So, uh, but anyway, it's amazing how the brain works sometimes, isn't it? Huh? Or doesn't work. Yeah, maybe it doesn't work. So, anyway, it's an honor to be in uh, Gasway today. It's an honor to be a part of the, the Pulse Peeps. Uh, and uh, we're just excited about what God is doing. We want to preach on your anointing today. We have a, just an awesome part of, of what God wants uh, out of our life. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Father, as, as we uh, break the bread of life and as we've had worship and as we've given today, Father God, that you just give us the opportunity uh, just to preach your word for a few minutes. And, Lord, we give you thanks and praise. I pray, Father God, that People see you behind this pulpit, not me, and God, that people are blessed and ministered to, and we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Let me ask you something, and, and, and you don't have to be embarrassed uh, about it at all, but let me ask you something. How many people in this house are anointed? You're anointed. Well, let me tell you something. Could you stand to your feet right now? If, if you feel like that you're anointed from God, that means you carry an anointing. Would you release the anointing? Would you release your anointing right now all over this building? Would you release it? How do you do it? You say, Father, I release the anointing in the name of Jesus because it's His anointing. Come on, just pray out. Come on, say, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. We release the anointing of God within this house. We release the anointing that we, that we have with inside. Father God, that people will be healed. People will be delivered. People will be set free in the name of Jesus, God, because of the anointing. The anointing breaks the yoke of bondage in the name of Jesus, sets the captives free, heals the broken heart, because it is in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the, the preaching anointing, God, that's on, upon me right now. And I pray in the name of Jesus as I speak it all over the world right now. Father God, that people are helped and, and people that are depressed, the depression will be broken right now in the name of Jesus. Cancer be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Set free 
Father, in Jesus' name, and God, we give you praise and we give you honor for it because it is in the name of Jesus. Amen. I had you do that on purpose because what you have to understand is that you carry an anointing. You carry an anointing and you need to release that anointing. When you go into a room and it feels real stuffy and you know that something's going on and you know that it's not right, you go in and you release the anointing that God has you because that anointing will break the yoke of bondage. It will heal the sick. It will set the captives free. You have the power of God with inside of you. It's not up to you and me to sit on the power, but it's up to us to release it. In 1 John 2.27, listen to this. 1 John 2.27, it says, But the anointing which you have received of Him, it's an anointing that is precious to us, that, we, that it abides in you. And you need not that any man teach you but as the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth and is no lie and even hath taught you, you shall abide in him. Let me explain to you something. My wife and I will soon to be married 33 years in two weeks. 33 years in two weeks. Do you know why I've never cheated on my wife? Because of the anointing. I have never been concerned about what Christy would say to me if I ever cheated on her. I'm concerned about what God would say. You know why I never did drugs? Because of the anointing. The anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. Do you know why that I, when I turn my computer on and I have a whole bunch of them that I don't look at pornography? You know why? Because of the anointing. You can't go around acting wrong and carry the anointing of God. And these churches today that says that you can live any old way and you can live like the world and you can do what the world says <laughs> because we're trying to get the world in, into the church. Let me tell you something. It's hogwash and it's a lie from hell. And what I've tried to do to you for the last nine years until Pastor Doug came and he's doing the same thing is preaching the truth. You say, well, I just can't kick the habit. I just can't do this. I just can't, I, I have to click on it every time. I have to do that. Let me tell you something. You do, you will not carry the anointing because he won't put his power through faulty wiring. He won't do it. We're working on the daycare and, and uh, Melissa is here today and she's going to be the director of the new daycare, the second location which I'm just amazed, and man, the work that's been going on in there, and Jeremiah came in the other day, who's a licensed electrician, I went to Home Depot and bought some electrical outlets because somebody painted all over them, not mentioning any names, but anyway, so we're replacing those things, but Jeremiah goes down and turns, he thinks I'm done. He's doing, I'm doing one outlet to his three. I mean, that's how fast he is. So he's got these things done. So I go into another room, and, and I thought I heard the, the, uh, the furnace running. But I go in and I grab a hold of the electricity. And I'm real good about this. I'll tap it, and then I'll tap it. It's when you touch them together that something happens. It, it, it'll bless you. It'll bless you. 
But, but let me tell you something. It's because of us being attached to the, to the power of God that he can manifest his power through you and me so that people that are walking in bondage are delivered. I don't know if you know this or not, but you carry a delivering anointing. To be able to set people free. And it's from God. The anointing that abides in him also abides in you. The power that raised Jesus from the dead also dwells in you. It's yours. <laughs> Let me tell you something, church. You can't just live any old way to get it. I'm sorry. You, you agree with that, Dustin? You can't just live like the devil, and, and you got to be instant in season and out of season. Pastor Doug called me two hours ago. He says, we're at the hospital. He said, Kim's okay. We're checking things out. He says, uh, he says you're good to preach. You know why I was good to preach? Because I fasted, and I prayed, and I walked under the anointing. Say, well, who do you think you are? I know who I am. And you've got to learn who you are. You've got to learn who you are. That you can lay your hands upon the sick and they shall recover. The problem is today is the church is bound. The church is so bound that we can't get people free. We act just like them. We got the same habits that the world has. And let me tell you something. Well, you know, brother, uh, we're always going to suffer and we're always going to struggle with, uh, with this and we're going to struggle with that. Show me in the Word that says i got to struggle with an addiction. Show me in the Word of God where it says that I can't be free. You show me in the Word of God that I cannot be delivered. Let me tell you something. The deliverance is yours. And it's free. It's free. It was free at Calvary because the blood was spilled. Let me tell you something. I was telling somebody the other day, how many times have you ever heard well, you know, here are the old preachers that hack, and they say, well, you know, God said. And then what they do is they say, you know, God bankrupt heaven to send Jesus to earth. No, he didn't. He didn't bankrupt heaven to send Jesus to earth to die on a cross. Because Jesus, because God has it all, a street of gold. So what do you think that uh, 2,000 years ago, a construction company came in and dug up some of the gold so Jesus, so Jesus could go to the cross. He didn't bankrupt heaven. It was all in God's plan. Now, if you look into Mark, if you look into Mark chapter 16, is this helping any of us today? Here's what he says, and, and this is what you do with the anointing. This is what you do with the anointing. Verse 15. And he said unto them, he said, Go ye to all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. Shall they speak with new tongues? Shall they take up a serpent? And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they might get better. What's it say? They shall get better. 
Well, now, you got to understand that it's once, the, uh, it's once appointed a man to die and then the judgment. Every one of us, if the Lord tarries, are going to pass away out of this place. But I don't want to go a minute before and I don't want to go a minute after what I'm scheduled to leave or I'm scheduled to stay. I've told God that. I want to stay and I'm going to wreak havoc on the, on the devil's kingdom until I die. Let me tell you something. And then after that... I'm still going to wreak havoc on him because there's over 400 podcasts that go around the world right now. And the longer I live, they're always going to be out there until somebody deletes them. Let me tell you something. We can even set free people after we're dead and gone. <coughs> Lester Summerall. Look at some of the old saints. Dr. J. Vernon McGee. Some of these old timers, man. Um, uh, um, Wigglesworth. I'm talking about great men of God that we're still listening to today that are, that are still setting people free. Uh, I mean, Billy Graham. Even after you're dead and gone, your legacy continues. And the thing about it is, it's his legacy. It's his legacy. It's what he wants to do with you. I learned a long time ago, this Pulse Church thing is not about me. It's about him. And I'll do whatever he wants. I'll go wherever he wants. You know, I want you to pray about something with me. I, I'm, you know, I have a vision. I'm not going to look at Dustin because Dustin's got more. I have a vision for four campuses. He said seven. <clears throat> I have a vision for four. I'm praying about Charleston. I'm praying about a campus in Charleston. And, and the thing about it is, I don't want it in the nice part of Charleston. I don't want it in the nice area of Charleston. I want it to be where there's drug addicts. I want it to be where there's prostitution going on. I want it to be where, uh, where people aren't living right. Let me tell you something. Are we as a church trying to get the people that think it's all together, that have it all together? Or are we after the people that are addicted, that are struggling? Because here's the thing. The Bible tells you and me that we can lay hands on the sick and they'll be delivered. <coughs> here's the thing. Do you believe it? I believe the Word of God. Let me tell you something. This is all you have. If you, if you don't read it, if you don't stand on the promises, you don't know what they are. you got to know this thing. you got to know the Word of God. you got to be able to counteract the devil. Let me tell you something. When I wake up in the morning and I, my feet hit the floor, I say, oh, devil, this is going to be a bad day for you. Oh, it's going to be a bad day for you. Now, he'll try to mess with you. He'll try to put a symptom up on you, or he'll try to, to do something or to try to get you out of whack or get you around people that, that aren't too swift about things. And, and he'll, try to, he'll try to bury you down into things. But let me tell you something. With the anointing that you and me carry, you can walk into a grocery store and people will feel it. You can walk into a restaurant and people can feel it. I can walk into a restaurant and sometimes the Lord will reveal a, a symptom of some, that somebody has within that restaurant. And then you can go over to them and say, you know what? I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to tell you the Lord spoke to me about whatever the situation is. And have a prayer. And you don't have to scream and yell. 
when you pray for somebody, you can, let me tell you something. If you carry the anointing, a whisper will deliver somebody. A.A. A. Allen, anybody ever heard of A.A. A. Allen? A.A. A. Allen was, a, I mean, he was a powerful dude. Had some, had some, had some problems uh, towards the end, but let me tell you something. God used him in a, in a mighty way, in many ways. And, and there were some people that were praying for this one person that needed to be delivered. And they couldn't get him delivered. <clears throat> and so A.A. Allen, uh, they called for him and he went up to him. And he went up to the guy that they were praying for. And here's what he said to him. He whispered in the guy's ear and he said, Devil, this is A.A. Allen. And that person, whatever was in him, came out and they were delivered. You say, well, who does he think he is? He knew who he was. He carried the anointing of God. You say, well, he should have said in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something. You've got to know who you are. When, when we prayed, the last time I preached up here, and we, and we prayed for Bridget that day, and, and man, I tell you, if you could only see what I saw on this side, and Dustin was up here with me, and, and God delivered her and set her free. But let me tell you, there was at one point that her eyes looked at me, and it wasn't her, and, and, and it was like, I'm not going anywhere. I had never had that happen in almost 33 years of ministry where any devil has ever bucked me in that area. And that's when I pointed at her, and that's when I said what I said. You have to tell the devil who you are. Because if you don't, he will strip your identity, and you won't even know who you are. He'll get you so tied up in addiction and struggles and, 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 and tell you that everything's okay. Let me tell you, it, it bothers me that people are going to hell and they think they're okay. And you know what? We're letting it happen. Because <coughs> we don't want to offend anybody. Well, let me tell you something. As we walk this thing called Christianity and as we walk with Jesus... You know, the church really isn't being persecuted now yet. You know why? Because we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything. We're not doing anything to be persecuted on. We're not making a stand against homosexuality. We're not making a stand against drugs. We're just kind of just <clears throat> we're just kind of just hiding behind it and say, well, you know, it's this, yeah, I knew their dad and I knew their mom and they were just no count and you know, so I expect this to happen. No, it is time, like uh, Cynthia was doing in the Connect group, talking about family curses. It is time to reverse the curse. To reverse the curse. Say, devil, no way. You can't have my son. You can't have my daughter. You can't have my grandchildren. Let me tell you something. Because the power of God that is inside of us. <coughs> God wants to do big things with you. Big things that you could ever imagine. Now, if you go over, you say, well, you know, the anointing just flows in ball-headed people. And so people say, well, you know, I could never be, you know, anointed because I, I have too much hair. <laughs> but, but let me explain to you something. Go over into, into 1 Samuel. Samuel was, was anointing David 
uh, in, in the 16th chapter and verse 7. Here's what the Lord told him. He says, but the Lord said unto Samuel, look not at his countenance or on the height or his stature because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. Isn't that wonderful? For man looketh on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. And you've got to get yourself into a place where you're obedient with God and you don't care what people say about you. You've got to get yourself to a place and, 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 and don't worry about what you look like. You know, they, they used to be, <coughs> back when I was growing up, preachers didn't have earrings. Preachers didn't have long hair. Preachers didn't have tattoos. They all wore a suit. And they all look nice. Now, some of these preachers are wearing skinny jeans. Ain't no way. It takes a special anointing to wear skinny jeans. God doesn't look at the outward appearance. He looks at the heart. But yet we judge the outward appearance, don't we? He couldn't be a preacher. Look at him. She couldn't be... She couldn't be a, 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 a teacher or an anointed. Look at her. Isn't it amazing how we stereotype people? We stereotype people. And we judge them. We judge people. What is a Christian supposed to look like? It's supposed to look like him. Supposed to look like him. Look around. Don't stare, but look around. That's what a Christian looks like. Please don't stare. <laughs> that's what that's what a Christian looks like if you're saved. We're all different. We're not all the same. And that's what's so exciting about the church and exciting about each one of us is because <clears throat> we all don't talk the same way. We all don't look the same way. We don't act the same way. But we have one thing in common, and that's Jesus Christ. So, so, so Samuel was told by the Lord, he said, don't look at the outward appearance, look at the heart. <clears throat> and then when you go to verse 11, because he already went through all the boys. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. Samuel said unto Jesse, Send, I think Samuel was from Braxton County. He said to go fetch him. I think he was from West Virginia. He said, go fetch him. <laughs> May have been from Jackson County. They talk like that in Jackson County? No, they don't talk like that in Jackson County. He said, go fetch him. For we will not sit down till he comes hither. Aren't you glad that we don't talk like that now? Can you imagine going up to your son or your daughter when they're acting wrong and say, son, come hither. 
I'm glad we don't talk that way anymore. He said, come hither. And he, verse 12 said, and he sent and he brought him. Now he was, he was, I guess that's ruddy, R-U-D-D-Y. Anybody want to take a, I know what it means, but y'all want to tell me? He was red? Yeah. And with all of his, the beauty and the countenance, the goodly to look to, and the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and left him at that point. Now, so let me, let me tell you this. So Samuel anoints David. And then David, look what David did. Look what he was doing. He was tending the sheep. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. You can walk under the anointing of God. It doesn't matter if you're broke or poor, rich or ugly or pretty. God is looking at your heart. The outward appearance. According to the word of God, doesn't matter that much. Now, you need to be what God wants you to be. So then, you stop and think, okay, he's anointed. David is anointed. <clears throat> and then you stop and think, what did David do under the anointing? This is the power that you all have under the anointing. <clears throat> he killed a bear with his own hands. <clears throat> under the anointing. What else did he kill? Killed a lion. How did he do that? And then there was a giant in the land. People were freaking out about Goliath. And what happens is, is that David tells Goliath what he's going to do to him. Stop cowering to the enemy. Stop cowering to him. I've told the devil many times, go back to hell where you belong. I've rebuked him in the name of Jesus. Because that's what the anointing does. It sets the captives free. We talk too much about what ails us. We talk about more about the big toe that hurts or we talk about this or we talk about that or, you know, we, we, we voice this stuff out. Proverbs tells us death and life is in the power of the tongue. That works both ways. You can speak negativity and death over yourself or you can speak life. <laughs> I speak life. You know why? Because God gives life. 
John 10.10 tells us that we are to have life more abundantly because that's what Jesus said that he was bringing us. He was bringing us life more abundantly. He wants us to walk in victory. He wants us to walk in the abundant life. And let me tell you something. If the church doesn't get to a place where it's unbound, we're going to miss the awakening. Yeah, won't even recognize it. I don't talk about too much that bothers me except to a certain few. If I'm struggling in an area, it's very few people. Most, most of the people in this room won't know about it because I don't voice it. Maybe a few people that, that you say, well, aren't you supposed to bear one another's burdens? Yes, we are supposed to bear. But it, uh, the Bible also tells us in Matthew that we can speak to the mountain, speak to the circumstances, speak to the financial burden, speak to the sickness, speak to the wayward child, speak them back into the kingdom of God, speak your finances in line. Let me tell you something. I know what it's like to be broke. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have too much month at the end of the money. I'm not going back ever again, John. I'm not going back because I'm after the abundant life. Well, the abundant life is not always about the checkbook. But let me tell you something. You pray, you seek God's face. You pray. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. He'll do it. You listen to Sandy Stout's testimony about how God blessed her financially. But let me tell you, you know how she got blessed? Because she gave. I know what it's like to look at the kids and say, hey, we can't go there. And then I had to figure out the first part of John 10.10. Then I realized that there was a walking, talking devil that was trying to distract me and keep me from where God wanted me to be. The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So let me ask you something. The thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He wants your family dead. He wants your lineage dead. He wants your church dead. He wants your finances dead. He wants you broke. He wants you jobless. He wants you to not be able to prosper in any area. He does not want you to walk under the anointing of God. And let me tell you something. I don't know what the percentage of it is of how many people within the church are allowing him to do that. How many of you would let a thief come into your house? Or you know a thief coming in my house because I got a nine mil right there at the bed. I got my shotgun in the other room. Ain't no thief coming into my into my house. But you have pornography on your computer. Oh, that's different. The thief comes 
but to, not to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The Bible says that when sin is done with itself, when it's done with you, death. That's what the Word says, death. Ain't letting no thief come into my house. <clears throat> Not going to let him rob me. Yeah, but those little sexual innuendos that you use on Messenger with people that you went to school with, but yet you've been married for a long time. You ever heard this old saying? So quiet that you could hear a pin drop. But yet, we're not going to let anybody come in and destroy our house. Nobody going to take anything from me. A little bit uncomfortable? It's okay. wants to lie, kill, and destroy. The church has it all wrong. We're fighting against flesh when we should not be fighting against flesh because we wrestle not against flesh but against the principalities and the powers and the rulers of darkness of this world. We're fighting it the wrong way. We need to begin to fight stuff on our knees and then it manifests itself in the flesh. It fixes itself in the flesh. But we need to fight it in the spirit. You ever have a disagreement with somebody? It's spiritual. That manifests itself in the physical. It's impossible to have a conflict with a, with a person with flesh. You would say, well, that's crazy. I have conflicts with people all the time. For we wrestle not against flesh or blood, but against the principalities, the powers, and the rulers of darkness of this world. There is a spiritual battle that is going on, and I'm telling you what, if he pulled back the veil for you to see what was really going on in the spiritual and what was really going on in this sanctuary, it would freak you out. Almost done. You carry the anointing, and you need to release it. It's time to release the anointing. But I will tell you this. You got to get saved to get the anointing. Got to be saved. You got to come to Jesus to walk in that anointing. There's nothing that I don't drink caffeine. Haven't for a long time. But some some people that that drink like Mountain Dew and all these uh, these other things that are really high in octane with caffeine. You know what jacks me up is praying for somebody and seeing them delivered, seeing them set free. I live for it. I love it. Let me give you this final scripture. Luke chapter 10, 18 and 20 says, and here's what Jesus said. I read this one about every time. Verse 18 says, and, and, and I always pictured Jesus eating an apple while he's telling this story. Like a nonchalant. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven I saw him get kicked out I saw him stripped 
of the power. You should be messing with him. He shouldn't be messing with you. And maybe the reason why he's messing with you is because your anointing is camouflaged. He thinks he's going to be able to mess with you. Let me tell you something. There ain't nothing that the devil can do to you that you don't let him do it. Say, well, that's a pretty bold statement, preacher. I believe it. I do. And let me tell you why I believe it. Because the anointing of God is stronger than any devil, any demon, any sickness. That The anointing of God is stronger than that. And if you carry it, We talk so much, I remember I come up under Pastor Wright for, for a number of years and a dear friend. And, and man, I tell you what, when he did testimonies, they had these wireless microphones and they had people running, you know, back and forth. Somebody has a testimony. And, and if somebody would say right off the bat, the devil's been on my back all day, your testimony was over. You're giving glory to the devil. Well, I've seen him do it. He'll say, nope, Next. I'm not saying that people don't go through things. But what I'm saying to you is the fact is, start talking about the deliverer. Start talking about the deliverer. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Start speaking stuff over yourself and, and telling, telling yourself. You know, David had to encourage himself. And, and so you know what I do is I say, no devil, I'm the head and I'm not the tail. I'm the lender and not the borrower. I am above and not beneath. And you are under my feet in Jesus' name. And you keep him there. Our church is on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, Twitter. We're broadcasting live right now on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Live right now. When I upload this this evening, it'll be on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Uh, we upload it to uh, Instagram. And all these kind of things. The church has an Instagram. Can I tell you? Some of you need to review who your friends are on Instagram and Facebook. Some of you need, because I look at your old Instagrams and your Facebooks. And I see some of, some of the friends that you all have. Some of you need to end some friendships with people that you don't even know that are trying to be your friend. I have to go in sometimes and clean up the churches because people want to that people want to 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 belong to your Instagram and and can I use a word? People are hoochie. There's hoochie mamas out there. There's hoochie daddies out there. 
trying to get on your Facebook pages and your YouTube pages and all this other stuff. Let me tell you something. That's another area that the devil wants to destroy you. I love my wife with all my heart, but I cherish the anointing more. I cherish the anointing more. The way we live our life affects people. I want to make sure that you don't have an identity crisis. I want you to walk under the anointing. You say, well, how do I... How do I walk under the anointing? Well, there's, there's, a couple, there's a couple things that we could do. We can pray. We have some great Christians in this building that, that love the Lord who have the power of God through them. We lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The same prayer that we can pray that can set the captives free, can also, you can walk under the anointing. And we could pray for you today. Here's what he says in verse 19, after he says 18, he saw Satan fall from heaven. He says, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents, scorpions, mother-in-law, no, 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 no. Serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Not just some. All means all. Right, Tori? All means all. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents. If you're treading over somebody, and Andy, I'll tell you a good song that maybe we should play tonight. You know that song, Don't Tread on Me? Remember that one? That'd be a good one. You tread... You tread on the devil. You don't let him tread on you. If you believe that God's working with you in an area and you're, you're trying to clean your life up, you're trying to be what God wants you to be, but yet people continue to try to pull and tug you back into the world, what's more important? I have the power. You have the power. Behold, I give unto you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. The devil has power, but not the kind of power that we have. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. You're protected. Then he goes on to say, notwithstanding, Jesus said this, in this rejoice not, That the spirits are subject unto you. They're subject to you. Depression is subject to you. You're not subject to it. Who do you think you are? Child of the Most High God. Poverty is not subject to... You tell poverty what to do. It doesn't tell you what to do. 
You tell sickness what to do. You don't dictate, you don't allow it to dictate to you. You don't let drug and alcohol addictions dictate to you. You tell it what to do because the power of God is inside of you. You have the power. Is the word of God a lie? Tell, help me somebody. Is the word of God a lie? All the fiery darts, all the power of the enemy. There's no smorgasbord that is taken off of the, of the, of the mill table that we can't defeat the enemy. We can defeat him. He's already defeated. Sometimes he doesn't realize it. You say, well, man, you are not preached like that because you know, you know, the devil just, the devil, you know, he just does this kind of stuff. And let me tell you something. You stick your nose in his face just like Jesus did. Because that same power is inside of you, it's inside of him. And you tell him what for. You tell him you can't have my son. You tell him you can't have my daughter. You can't get me addicted here. You can't get me addicted there. I choose to walk in freedom. The Bible tells us today is the day of salvation. Stand to your feet. Here's a question that I have. If you could just play a pad first, Andy. Um, I want to talk to you for just a minute. You know, an altar is a place where things die. The old self can die at the altar. The flesh can be put into submission at the altar. I'm sure over the years that Gassaway Baptist was here and the years of the pulse being here, there are tears that have been shed on this altar. But when people got up, they were different. They weren't the same. They were set free. They were delivered. They were healed. But not only that, they were saved. You can be saved on a tree stump out in the middle of the woods. You can be saved driving down the road in your car. You can be saved on the second floor of a hotel building that you're building like Pastor Doug was saved. He said, God, if you're real, then you know the rest. We don't have to sing 12 verses of just as I am without one plea for you to come to Jesus. How many people here today, I'm going to ask you a pretty dumb question. How many people in this house today want to go to hell? Raise your hand. You want to go to hell? Come on, I know there's a few. You want to go to hell? How many of us in here want to go to heaven? You want to go to heaven? You know how you can get your way to heaven? Step out of your seat right now. There'll be people here to help you. Just come and kneel. Somebody can come and kneel. This is where I pray, right here. When I'm here, this is where I pray. You want to come? Take my spot right here. You say, well, I don't know what to do when I get here. Same prayer that Angie prayed on the podcast that morning. Father, I'm a sinner. I ask you to come into my life and live. I ask you to forgive me. 
I ask you to take my mess and make it a miracle. I ask you to use me. If you don't want to go to hell today, you're not here by accident. Step out of your seat. Come and accept it. Somebody will be here. Barb, come down here. Dustin, come down here. Tim, come down here. John Sandy, come down here. Christy, come down here. Just spread out. You need to be delivered and set free. Come and let somebody pray for you. I'll even pray for you. We have anointing oil. You want to accept Jesus Christ into your heart and life? Step out right now. Dim the lights if you could just a little bit for us. If, if you feel more comfortable going to a, a woman and you're a woman, that's fine. There's women. If you feel like that you want to go to a man and have them pray you into the kingdom of God, step out. Don't wait. I have seen in 33 years of ministry the lost in the church, and I'm not trying to scare you, but I've seen them dead in a funeral home that afternoon. Today is your day. No matter what somebody says, you say, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Doesn't matter. God has it. He can take care of it. But I got to work out a few things. Tell me what you got to work out. Tell me. Speak it out right now. Tell me what you got to fix before you come to Jesus. Nothing. Come to Him just as you are. Just as you are. Because whatever you try to do, most likely it'll be wrong anyway. He'll take you just as you are. If you're high, He'll take you. If you're low, he'll take you. If you're sober, he'll take you. If you're drunk, he'll take you. Right now. Step out, would you? Come right now. Don't wait one more minute. Because what you're saying is if you're lost here today and you don't get saved, then you're raising your hand and say, yeah, I do want to go to hell. Don't do it. Don't listen to me. Where are you today with Jesus? Don't wait. I don't want to tarry, but don't wait. You want to get saved today? I'm going to count to three and I'm going to clap my hands. On the third, when I clap my hands, you come out. Ready? One. Here we go. Two. You ready? Three. Come out. It's time. here today and you're struggling in an area of your life whatever it may be you want to hit the altar and come and pray talk to Jesus about it you can even come to an altar and then somebody may come behind you and just lay their hands on you and agree with you in prayer we don't want anybody to go to, to the altar by themselves 
You need delivered from something? Step out. Oh, please, church. What are you dealing with today? This is the place for you to be free. This is the place for you to be saved. You don't feel like you're living the abundant life like you need to? You want to come and pray? I encourage you to do so. Don't leave this place without your need being met. Would you please? Where are you with Jesus today? How many of you say, well, I just keep trying and trying and trying and trying and trying and it just seems like I can't seem to get any headway. Come today and ask the Lord to help you. You're not here by accident. need to come I told you today that your house is on fire and I wouldn't come and try to rescue out of it to let you burn up in it what kind of person would I be life a mess he can fix it in a matter of minutes and seconds things that you've messed up for years he can fix devil I bind you in Jesus name from interfering in people's decisions others need to come we'll tarry we'll wait I don't feel the release yet You may be watching online. We speak to Brandy, Brandy Cunningham that's watching today. We speak your body into total health. We pray healing for your body right now in the name of Jesus. Line up to the will of God. Others need to come. There's other people that are able to pray for you right now. Please step out, whatever it might be. Jesus, we pray healing. For those that are watching online, if you have a prayer request, type it in. Jesus, he wants you to have help. When you get sick and tired of sick and tired of being sick and tired, God will still be here for you. Oh, I feel others need to step out, please. 
Please step out. Please step out. Please step out right now in Jesus' name. I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable. I just don't feel released. It's about being free. Set free. Father, we praise you in the name of Jesus. How worthy you are, Father God. That the ones that have come have been free. But Father, we pray for the ones that need to come. Father, Lord, that before it's too late, they'll step out. Are you really living the abundant life? Or are you just a taking what the devil is dishing out to you? Once you realize who you are, you won't let him do that anymore. You've got to figure it out. We love you, Jesus. Lift your hands all over the house today. Pray in the name of Jesus. That person that's struggling in their elbow, who is that? Struggling in your elbow, you have pain in your elbow, you need prayer over that. If that's you and you want me to pray for you, come down here, I will pray for you. In Jesus' name. you're here today and you have migraine headaches and you want prayer over those migraine headaches to be gone, come and we'll pray for you and believe God and you'll walk away out of here never with another migraine headache as long as you live. That's you. Come out. Step out. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, those that are struggling in migraine headaches right now, Father. I pray healing. I pray they feel it where they're at, either watching online or watching or live here. I pray healing right now. That person I'm praying for right now, you feel a warmth right now coming down your back, up your spine, around your head. name of Jesus. Total healing. Speak to that elbow and I pray healing in the name of Jesus for that elbow. Like you hurt it. Father, I pray healing in Jesus' name. Right elbow. Healing in Jesus' name. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy, God. And great things are in store for you. Great days are ahead for you. 
Victory is yours today. But you have to choose to walk in it. I choose to walk in it. person that did you wrong, forgive them. Release them. The person that's hurt you, release it. Say, Father, I release the hurt. Resentment is when you take the when resentment is when you take the poison and you hope it hurts the other person. Release it in Jesus' name. The rich young ruler liked one thing. Man, if I could get myself to him to a place where I just like one thing. He just liked that one thing. Couldn't give it up, could he? Couldn't give it up. Great wealth had him, yes, sir. We praise you, God. We love you. The altar's still open. As we go today, I love you so much. Just look around. Love every one of you. Want to see God do great things in you? There's hope. There's hope for you. There's hope for you. Yeah, there's great things in store for you. Oh, there's great things in store for you. Yeah. God's so faithful. Be blessed. Would you say it with me? I am blessed. And highly favored. My mirror gets to see that every morning. I look in front of the mirror and I say, John Fowler, I speak to myself. And I say, you are blessed and highly favored. Melissa, you know what else I say? And I say, John Fowler, you're good looking too. I tell myself I'm good looking. <laughs> I do, I really do. You're blessed. Start speaking that you're blessed. Highly favored in Jesus' name. Have a great day, everybody. Love you all. Mm. We need to sing happy birthday.